Welcome to The Money Mavens, the podcast for the go-getter female entrepreneur who loves money and wants to create more in her life and business with ease and flow whilst having fun. With myself, Charlotte Balbier, multi-seven-figure brand builder and my partner in success, Josie May, global six-figure business coach. Join us for all things business, manifesting, spirituality, strategy and wealth management combined with our strong opinions, a few naughty words, and a double dose of reality. So pull up your seats at the success table with us, Charlotte and Josie, the Money Mavens. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Money Mavens with me, Josie May, and my gorgeous co-host, Charlotte Balbier. Hi, guys. And today we are interviewing the gorgeous Louise Hussey, Louisa Hussey, who is a health coach and EFT magician. So that's right. For the, that's right. Mm. <laughs> uh, so those, for those of you that don't know, EFT is the emotional freedom technique. And for those who do know, ooh, we, it's, like, it's like the secret club because it's so good. So Louisa, tell us what EFT is. EFT is, well, it's Sunday name, as you just said, Josie, is emotional freedom technique, which to me sounds very, um, posh but what it really is is it's also known as tapping because you literally tap on your face and you talk about what is going on for you and essentially what it does is it's like a combination of acupuncture and talking therapy Mm. so there is an element of kind of like like a therapy kind of style to it but it's really forward focused and it's all about releasing the stuff that you're holding on to the emotional stuff that is keeping you feeling heavy or feeling um just weighted down what it does is it allows you to process all that kind of stuff and move towards what you really want and it is the most powerful technique I have ever ever used so I've done you know I've been I've done coaching I've done therapy I've done acupuncture I've done Reiki reflexology I've done the lot and EFT is the bit that it's like a laser beam it kind of goes straight to the point what is it that's what's really going on yeah and what do you want to do about it so it is quite powerful which is why I put magician <laughs> in my title because quite a lot of my clients say this is literally like magic so that's what it is Amazing. and it's weird <laughs> oh my goodness I remember the first time I came across EFT was actually when I wanted to lose some weight and I actually went to Didsbury, which is the area where you live as well, isn't it? How funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> which was like, I'm talking 20 years ago now. Wow, right. Yeah. And I went to this, I'd, found, I'd read about it somewhere. And I must have been, actually, I'm 41 now. Maybe I was 25. It was a long time ago. And at the time, I lived in just outside of Manchester. And I found it and I'd looked it up. And there was this um, clinic in Didsbury where somebody had rented a room. And I went and basically I was just feeling like I was overeating and struggling and everything. And I went, but it was just, I remember the first time I did it because like, I didn't know as much as I know now. And I probably wasn't as open as I was now. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Cause you're like tapping on your face, tapping on different parts of your body. And like, now it feels totally normal. Like I see people doing it all the time. It's kind of like in the coaching world that we're in EFT, you see it a lot. But I remember at the time I was, it, I kind of was like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? Yeah. I sat there being mm. like in total shock. So I, after that experience, kind of dismissed it, if I'll be honest. Mm. I didn't go yeah. back and I was like, ooh, 
And I thought, oh, it's not for me that, it's just not for me. And mm. then about, probably about two or three years ago, I did it again and loved it. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It is definitely one of those techniques where it looks weird to start with. People are like, this is is this a cult? What is happening? <laughs> and is it a little bit like, um, I kind of kept thinking it was a bit like um, Candy Camera or Jamie Beagle was going to pop out and go, ah, we all tricked you. It's it's fake. Like, it, it is so bizarre. When I, I was exactly the same as you, Josie. When I came across it, I literally watched it kind of with real scorn, like side eye, this is nonsense. <laughs> this yeah. stupid woman is insane. Um. And, but then I was like, well, you know, I have been looking for something. I was on the hunt for the answer to what I was going through. And literally if I just went in and <laughs> it was almost like she, um, it, she, she literally changed my life. And now that sounds really dramatic, but I felt so incredible at the end of it that I was like, this is the thing. Yeah. This is my thing and I'm going to grab it. <laughs> That's amazing. It. So what kind I I'll, I'm an EFT virgin never really never I know I and that, I'm shocked. I know because I love anything. Like, I'm, I'm obviously shocked. totally intrigued and like want to do it. I'll be booking in after this session. Uh, but, <laughs> but I would love to know from a personal point of view and for all our listeners like what you can use it for like what is it for everything? Well, it is for everything, which is really helpful. What it is, is essentially at the very, very root of the technique, it's stress reduction. Mm -hmm. What it does is it lowers all your stress levels and it allows your, shall I give you the science? Do you want to know about the yeah. science a bit of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So what it does when you tap on these the acupressure points, which is why it's a cousin to acupuncture. So unlike um, acupuncture where there's a needle going in you literally use your fingers so you tap like with one or two fingers on I think it's like eight or so points on your face and your upper body and what happens when you press these points is it sends a signal into your brain to the amygdala which is the bit responsible for your fight or flight mm -hmm. and it sends calming signals so what happens is your body then gets this re reaction that you can actually just calm down and then deal with whatever is happening for you. So Josie, you mentioned it was about weight for you initially. That's what I'm working with at the minute is, is around people's health and letting them understand the reasons why they are experiencing the habits that they're in. So, you know, I've been doing lots of stuff around stopping eating the rubbish, you know, choosing really well and um, letting your body feel better. What happens when you tap on that is you allow yourself to really find out the reason for your habits, really like, what is this really about? And then let go of it. So it, your body then gets this response to go, okay, I'm allowed to think about all this horrible stuff. Like there's a lot of, particularly with food, there's lots of shame, there's lots of guilt, there's lots of, um, lots of internal monologue, which is, for me, I don't know what your inner monologue goes, but mine is like your big fat lazy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Get your hand out the chocolate buttons. You don't need them. You're 42. Get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for me, that feels pretty horrible to say that out loud, but that's what I hear. Yeah. So what tapping does is it allows you to interrupt that pattern. It allows you to go, oh, my God, I just heard that. Am I 42 and a grown up? And do I actually really want chocolate buttons? Or am I actually looking for comfort? Yeah. 
and I don't know if you've ever done any work into you know what food is all about it's actually not about food <laughs> it's all about the emotional attachment that you have to it so in response to your question which was what can you use it for the answer is pretty much everything it works on things like eating eating habits it works on really it, it was initially kind of in created for PTSD so it was used with lots of war veterans back in the 80s and 90s people also use it for um, processing trauma so I don't really work a lot with traumatic uh, memories but I can do I'm qualified to do that so people who an incident has happened and they can't get through it yeah. it works on pain so if you have got um for example if you're in a car crash and you've since had a permanently back bad back it works to release the pressure on that. And the way it works is it looks at the emotional attachment to the thing that happened. So, for example, with car crash, um, one of my clients said she just had this block across her back. It felt like concrete. So we talked about what that concrete thing, what it looked like, what does it feel like? So lots of kind of um, sensory questions, you know, whereabouts is it? What color is it? All that stuff. And then I was like, and tell me, how long have you had it? Ah, since the car crash. Okay, tell me about the car crash. And the conversation then goes, well, it was really scary. I remember the noise. I can remember the smell of, you know, the petrol or whatever was going on. So actually what the pain was, was a really trapped feeling of fear. Yeah, they say that, can't we trap the things in our body, don't we? Yeah. So on the very woo side of it, emotions are trapped in you. <laughs> and when you don't have an outlet for it or you've not been shown a, a way that feels good for you, it's really hard to move through it. So my um, client with this back pain, she was she had this thing in her head where the doctor said, oh, you look, it'll always feel like that. <sighs> yeah, Just well. hold it. Never, never been taught that actually you could just let go of that because actually it's like a subconscious tool. <laughs> it's working with the subconscious part of your brain to say, well, actually, we don't need to feel like concrete anymore because we're not scared anymore. We're not in danger anymore. Yeah. Wow. wow. So powerful. So, so interesting. And I know um, Louisa and I actually met because we all live in Manchester or Greater Manchester. And we actually met in a mum's group because we both had children <laughs> about the same time. So it was probably about three or four years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and we were both kind of uh, both entrepreneurs basically and so we connected and then I, I asked Louisa to come and be a guest in my mastermind um, and do a guest expert session and you did that didn't you on confidence as yeah. an entrepreneur and it was such a powerful session mm. as well because I know a lot of the listeners here will sometimes lack confidence when it comes to being visible or mm -hmm. raising the rates or mm -hmm. and it's another way isn't it of releasing that stress and that fear around that yeah and particularly with things like confidence in business it's people's fear of being rejected or yeah. fear of being laughed at or oh my god what on earth will my mum say if she sees my rates all that stuff that really um heightened anxieties around things that really don't seem to have any kind of connection to your emotions but they are so tightly wound in um I even had a client a couple of weeks ago and she wanted she want which I think she had raised her rates but she did not want to tell anybody because she knew her mum read her website and she was absolutely mortified that her mum was going to say something because they had this funny relationship. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what would happen if she did? What would you do? How do you want to feel? And actually what is more important for her, what was most important for her was that she was able to be the leader of her entire community and say, this is how we do it. And 
it's really important to be able to be confident in knowing that's the rate you want to charge. Yeah. I was like, but if your mum is there, like whispering in your ear, who the heck's going to pay that? Don't you think that's too much? Or whatever it is, then you get to decide whether that is still an important part to hold on to. Yeah. That you want to run your business with your mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or do you want either? It doesn't necessarily people's mums, but there's always somebody in their ear, isn't there? Yeah. It might be an old client, or you Mm -hmm. know, or a family member, or something. But yeah, I know I've definitely heard. Oh, that's expensive. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's expensive. Is all relative to what someone perceives as expensive. Exactly. You know, and it's all a money mindset, but that's a whole other thing. But we do get so caught up and all, all it can be our bad money mindset that we think it's too expensive. Mm. So what we believe yeah. kind of things. So you need to let go of this, let go of, I suppose, the attachment to other people's opinions. Or... Mm. I hate it when people say, well, I wouldn't spend that on that. And I like turn around and say, well, you know, I wouldn't spend that on that. Like keep it, you know, like somebody that's got a big TV, that does nothing for me, Mm -hmm. but I would spend loads of money on a bag. And it's like, well, we've all got our own little things that we want to spend money on. Keep your opinions to yourself. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Wow. It's so like, so interesting. So when you have a session, you learn, Mm -hmm. do you learn the techniques? then did the client learn the techniques to do on their own? Because I've seen people doing it. Yeah. Um, I've seen people, random, you know, like in random places doing it, who are obviously using it maybe because they've got a fear of... I've seen some... people on the plane doing it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah, that must be probably where I've seen it. And before, yeah. um, when I've done public speaking, ah. I've seen people doing stuff behind the scenes like obviously I mean I've done NLP where you do all the anchors and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and at first I thought they were doing that but they weren't they were doing the the EFT so do you learn it or do they have to come for sessions with you how does it work so I kind of have two like two prongs so I do I do one-to-one work and group work where I facilitate so they so a client will come to me for a particular issue or they join my group to work on whatever the group is working on and I lead it so I don't teach it in that it's very much more like more like a coaching session so this is how we're feeling this is what's going on where do we want to go and those sessions can feel a little bit like therapy non-therapy because I'm not a counsellor and I'm not a therapist but that's kind of the vibe tell me how you're feeling let's move through it and what do we want at the end of it so it's kind of progression I also teach people, so I'm a qualified trainer, so I can train people so they can use it with their clients. But what usually tends to happen in the one-to-one stuff and the client work is they go, how do I do this on my own? Like in between sessions or after we've finished our working together, they want to know how to do it. Um, so I can give tips, but it is, it's like saying, can you just show me how to do quick Reiki? You know, it, yeah. it's, it, it's not actually, <laughs> to get the real results, there is quite a few moving parts to it. But at the very root of it, I always just say, just bloody try, just start, just start tapping. And for me, it's always about questioning your thoughts. So almost narrating what you're thinking out loud or in your head, whatever feels good. So for example, it might look like, oh God, I'm really terrified because I'm going to have to tell them how much I charge. Oh my God, just going to tap here and just acknowledge it. This is how I really feel. Because the acknowledgement part is the really important bit. You know, it's a bit like saying, oh, if I just don't think about being scared, then I won't be. It's like, 
counterproductive you know like if you ever have like a beach ball and you want to push it under the water it's kind of fun but actually eventually it's going to pop up it's the same with your emotions so the the more um, practiced you are at going oh god actually what this is this is um i'm really nervous wondering what i'm nervous about what is this feeling and then letting yourself go oh god right okay i've thought about it i've dealt with it i can now just get on and do it what i found is as well that like because I've been tapping on my own just from from learning it from different things and it's really good to just calm me but it's not good to get a transformation because in order for me to like really work through something I can't think mm. about I need somebody else to kind of pull it out of me yeah and so if I'm just feeling really like nervous about something I can definitely tap and calm myself down but if I wanted to work through an issue or mm-hmm. over something I think definitely having um it's like coaching, isn't it? You can self-coach yeah. a little bit, but you can't really yeah, nothing's self-coach, no. can you? It's the same thing. Like you can do a little bit and calm yourself down. You'd be like, everything's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, but I'm gonna do this or whatever. But having a coach in front of you to fully support you and pull everything out is so much different. And it's the same with EFT, I think you can do it a little bit. Yeah. But to get the full nothing's as powerful as when you have an expert (laughs) do it for you and do it with you and and bring out the best in you there is nothing nothing beats it does it yeah I mean you can't give yourself a massage can you you know you could be the best masseuse in the world but it's not the same as having someone else so but yeah I mean and you're right it's all about knowing the right questions to ask and I've got a bunch of trainees at the minute that I work in different kind of coaching environments and they were like yeah but can you just send me a list of the questions because the questions are the, is the key part. So I was like writing my handbook yesterday. I'm like, here are all the, the main statements I use. And actually, they're not complicated. It's not like I've suddenly got this secret book of special questions. But in it's about knowing how to use them and when. at what point. Yeah. And when. Yeah. Yeah. And when. And, how to, and, when. <laughs> and yeah. we say, like you said, oh, I'm not a therapist. We're not therapists. But however, you do kind of take that role mm-hmm. with your clients because you do get emotionally even though you're not meant to involve everyone, you do end up feeling sometimes like you are. And people will say, God, it was like a therapy session that. And as Mm. long as they come out of it and feel amazing, you know, and if you know, as the expert that like, somebody asked me the other day, like, could they come to me if they felt depressed? And I said, no, because that's not what I do. And if you feel depressed, then you need to go and get help you know that's a completely different thing but if you want to work on your confidence whatever and I suppose we are all in some way helping people feel better so well yeah we're not a therapist but they feel like they've had an amazing session Mm. yeah and it's interesting that point because with tapping um so a little bit of background to me I used to work in the third sector I've always worked for charities and my vibe was always I'm here to help 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 yeah and I was always absolutely exhausted and emotionally knackered because you're hearing people's really sad stuff, you know, people, cancer or visual impairments, you know, all end of life stuff. And I was like, oh, I can never go further with this because I can't hold that. Mm. And the amazing thing with tapping that as soon as I found it, I was like, this is like the absolute dream because I can help people with their stuff, but I don't take it. Because when you tap with a client, I tap at the same time. Mm. So we're both tapping. And the tapping for me protects my energy and it protects my emotions. So they 
quite often are crying you know they're getting it all out all of this stuff they might have been holding for 30 years to do with whatever they've been thinking about and and I it it sounds a bit cold but it doesn't affect me at all but that's I could, because, it, oh it's amazing yeah. you don't want it's you amazing. can't take on you can't be in the right all those hold, emotions yeah. it's like um we talked about Reiki but I think when you do Reiki you do take on that person's and then you feel real I mean I'm not fully like I don't practice it but I've done training on it and everything and I just thought oh I'm taking on way too mm. much of everybody else when mm. I, when I was doing this and the same when I give a massage again I'm not a qualified masses but I'm always giving massages because I'm apparently quite good at it but you do you take on that person mm. don't you? Mm-hmm. massively yeah. you have to protect yourself you do have to yeah, protect yourself I'm, and I come from a similar background, Louisa, in that I was a social worker, child protection social worker. <gasps> and one of the reasons I got out is because it, it, mm. I, yeah, I held it, my body held it for sure. Yeah. All of it's it. too much. Too much. Mm. And um, yeah, and now, you know, I, I do energy healings as well. And one of the big things is you've got to protect your energy because I am mm. an empath. I can pick yeah. up people's energy just from walking around the streets. Mm. Protect yourself yeah. in a way. So it's good that it's good to know that yeah like, that is really good tapping. to know and it means when you go into the next with the next client you're not taking all that and it's like I don't do any back-to-back I used to do back-to-back coaching calls and I don't now because I just need to take a minute to process all that information and all their emotions before you move on to the yeah you've got to protect yourself I'm yeah protect them so tell us Louisa how are you actually went into business from working in the third sector like how did you shift what was your break what was your breaking point (laughs) what was the breaking point oh god I think well I found tapping through a confidence course actually so I'd had my daughter and was in that comedy phase I think lots of mums get to which is what the heck is this about (laughs) what on earth am I doing and I just the thought of going back to work in an office and dealing with other people's stuff was just it was just too much. And I'd had a really rough journey into motherhood and it was all just like there was lots going on. So when I was I was an I'm a prolific Googler, how to feel better after having baby age nine months, little girl, you know, like really specific Google searches. And I think a very, very cleverly placed Facebook ad found me and it was a mini series. It was a four day or five day Uh, confidence course which now I recognize as oh what a brilliant uh, launch she did because (laughs) what she did was but actually she did um three days of tapping she did loads in that all around letting go of why are you not confident what has brought you here why are you on the floor all that stuff and it was literally like she took the you know when you get a new phone and it's got film over it like that the cover it was like she did that and I was like oh my god I now work yeah. I can be operating at normal speed, like everything, like I'd shed all this stuff. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. <clears throat> so, and with total honesty, I also thought it was batshit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to check that this is, this is a thing. And I'm not kind of like, caught. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being tricked. So I did some surreptitious like questioning in a few Facebook groups. Does anybody know what this is? And loads of people were like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, good. So I did my training and then start just started offering sessions. And I think I started charging, I think it was 20 pounds. <laughs> uh, you know, I always love to hear what people charge. Yeah. Me <laughs> 20 quid. And, you know, people, people saying it was quite a lot, you know, that kind yeah. of vibe. Um, 
and I was like I just to be honest I just needed my practice hours yeah you know you have to do a certain amount of hours to you know get your qualification and and it was through my practice hours that I got clients because I was doing practice ones for free and then I was like actually you know if you want to do more I'm gonna charge blah 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 and it just kind of built from there and I stayed part-time in my in my um charity job until the, the pandemic actually because I was still in that I know I've got something but oh my god it's really scary to leave um you know my part-time job I think that's good advice though because so many people think if I'm going to be an entrepreneur I've got to go all in and there's so many different ways of doing it you yeah. don't have to do it that way it's okay yeah. to still have a part-time job yeah you do you it know, the way yeah. it works for you exactly yeah yeah I mean you know it was paying me 50p you know it was it wasn't I wasn't wasn't there for the money but yeah. it was that kind of what is it like to to not do that and it was it was only in the pandemic and obviously you know everything went upside down anyway and I'm speaking to my husband and I said every morning I wake up and I feel this lead weight in my chest thinking about going to my job and he was like but you know we can't give it up I'm like I think I'm gonna die (laughs) holding this because because suddenly I was so aware of um the physical element of emotions you know people like I don't really know what I feel I don't want to talk about feelings I don't want to talk about emotions like all the work I do is about recognizing the physical side of it and I was like this is is breaking me to the point where I'm either I quit or we we have to break up and I quit (laughs) either you're on board or you're not you know um and he was like all right you'll have to do it do it then uh so I think immediately I'd signed a new client just knowing that I was doing it. She just emailed me back, said, yeah, I'm in. And I quit that afternoon. <laughs> and my boss was like, oh, really? And I was like, um, have you not noticed that I hate this? <laughs> Did you not know that I hate this job? But anyway, so so then I was just all in and I was like, right, this has to be a thing. And we did that. Um, we're working out how much do I actually need to bring in? You know, what's the minimum I need? Yeah you know covering the bills and all that stuff and I think we worked out I needed 300 pounds what (laughs) that's all I needed to cover my part because he could pay for the bills whilst we built it up that's all I needed and I was like right I'm sure that's possible (laughs) and I think the first client I signed was like 700 pounds so I was like okay I'm done for this month okay (laughs) um so it would you know I really credit having my husband he was so on board and without him I would I don't think I would have done it really but but yeah now you know I can't I can't imagine having to work somewhere where someone tells me what my job is I know once once you've left and (sighs) yourself I don't think there's any going back is there there's no 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 and so how do you find the roller coasters of uh being an entrepreneur do you enjoy them or do you (laughs) I feel like I invest a lot in the support you know I've got a very strong um uh band over me like a roller coaster I've got to be strapped in at all times uh, because it is scary and and I definitely in the first like few months had that somebody told me that they didn't think it was worth it and didn't want to pay their installment oh you know that was awful and I had people saying that they didn't get anything out of it and you know when you're learning all this stuff I was like oh god this is and okay won't do it (laughs) but really you know I'm able to work get myself through that with no I I do know what I'm doing and now I understand 
you know, and joined your group, Josie, and I've joined other coaching masterminds and, and hearing from other people going, oh my God, someone also told me it was too expensive. And someone also said that they didn't want to pay theirs. And what do you do even when you've got contracts? And, you know, just having that kind of external support has just been absolutely invaluable to keep me, this is where, this is what you do. Yeah, yeah this is going to happen over here, but come back. Yeah. You know, and and because tapping is so powerful and I can I can tap myself through lots of stuff, I am able to bring myself back on an even keel, you know, like that thing of, oh God, there, there is always more money. Yeah. There is always more money. Always. Always. Always more money. And the second I remember that, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot she's just not paid yet. An email and they pay. <laughs> You're like, ah, there's the money. It's just there and not here. So so yeah, I find it um. Well, I love working for myself. I love having absolutely no rules. I love being able to say what I want, how I want to say it without having to check with anybody. Yes, you can swear and <laughs> use whatever language you want. Exactly. And I know. Well, I... I never swore in social work. You know, you couldn't. Yeah. It's just behind closed doors, but not, you know, not in front of a client or, customer. you know, you just wouldn't do it. Um, the other thing is as well, I think with, we're thrill seekers, like entrepreneurs are yeah. thrill seekers. And so we know what we're in for. Like we know we're in for a ride and it wouldn't be as thrilling if it was always up, 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 up. Everything's yeah. great. All my clients love me. Everyone pays on time. Everyone, I double my rates every six months and everyone, no one complains. Like it, it wouldn't be the same thrill. I'm sure it'd be lovely. But And the whole the world would be doing it. Right. Everyone would do it. Exactly. Right. My grandpa always used to say to me when I was, like moaning about something he went because I had another business before and he used to just turn around and he was really calm and just say darling if it was easy everybody would be doing it get on with it kind of thing. <laughs> and I yeah. just go you're right that's why I you know like if it because everybody thinks from the outside we make it look well we tell, easy like the industry tells people like start your own business make 10k a month yeah from month one like doesn't work like that you know some people might it's very rare that people start a business and, and are profitable straight from the, away from the from first the day I mean like where did they find the client that's what annoys me about I'm like well where did they find the client unless well, you've got a client base already massive audience or something yeah. yeah like sometimes influencers like add yeah offers in and stuff don't they but on the but whole most different. people have to build up a following build up their mm. confidence build up their packages build up their prices you know it's all part of the journey and that's why sometimes having a part-time job's the way to do it yeah and, you know, I think there's, um, that's a good thing for people to know, like whatever way works for you. There's so yeah, many different works. ways. Yeah. I mean, I work, my background is completely different. I worked in the wedding industry for all my life. Um, but I've always helped entrepreneurial women open businesses. And the way that they've all, they all funded that was always completely different. And the same now. And I, there is more than one way of course there is. to start a business. So go with what feels right for you and is aligned yeah. for you. Exactly. Yeah. As long as and you're not scared to take risks, though, because you do have to take some risks. Yeah. You really, really, really do. Not a lot of risks. Yeah. I mean, I'm a risk taker, so I love it. Like, I get off on it. Some weirdo here. Yeah. And I think what, what um, I've really learned is I've bought the, this is how to do it. You know, this, you know, some glossy lady telling me that this is the, the box and follow the box and stay in the box and this and it'll happen. And having that 
ugh feeling yeah and going and everyone going is it intuition or is it are you just scared you know is it fear or is it intuition what's what's the yeah what's the line here and all the way through and I and I worked with this lady for quite a long time thinking I'm paying a lot of money to support and don't get me wrong I got some incredible support out of it but there's was just that kind of line of well it's well well you haven't made a million pounds in this week because (laughs) You did it, bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. And you it's follow like, step one, two, three, four, five, six, even yeah. though it makes you gag to do them. <laughs> yeah. And, and also totally not you. And that's the thing, isn't it? We see yeah. really successful people and they say this is the way. Yeah. And the only reason <laughs> you're not making money is because you're not doing it this way. Right. And mm-hmm. then you try and do it that way that is so out of alignment to you that it of course you're not doing it properly or that way because it's not for you, because each one of us yeah. has our way. And right. if you lean in, and I say, I say it all the time, the more me I am, the more money I make. Yeah, yeah. lean into who we are, of course you've got to be brave and you've got to do things that are uncomfortable, but not things that make your skin crawl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there was a couple of things that, you know, because I'm I, my training is I'm trauma-informed. So if you came to me with a huge trauma, I am totally qualified to support you through it. And I'm really, really careful and safe about messing with people's shit you know because it is it is so important that you are careful with that stuff and some of the stuff this lady was doing I'm like wait a minute you are messing with really big stuff and calling it a story this is not this is not a story you know like you know it's not a limiting belief this is her trauma (laughs) this is imprinted in her and I that made me very uncomfortable so I was like ah do you know what no no that I knew there was something that I wasn't sure about and it's this it makes me feel very Mm. Oh, I just was like, no, thank you. That's I mean, not for me. Trust that gut feeling, and like we did mm. a session on intuition the uh, a, a few weeks ago, and like that gut feeling, that's our connection to source. That's our that's our line with what is right for us, and we're we're, we're conditioned to not listen to our gut when it comes to food, when it yep. comes to <clears throat> growing up as a child, when it comes to our desires, when it comes to everything we're almost told no that's not right you've got to do it this way and so we grow up not trusting in our gut and mm. our instinct and our mm. intuition and so it can take a little bit of undoing to start really listening because you've got to be a bit quiet and yeah and, and cancel out the noise and I suppose tapping's a really great way to do that to cancel yeah out. yeah because a lot of noise out there there's a lot of noise. Oh, oh, so... oh gosh <laughs> right there's so much and when you do tap it does create an incredible kind of clarity around oh okay I thought this was important and actually what I'm really hearing you know like I had um, a client who was really angry I've had lots of angry people and I really like angry people because they are very very aware of it it's a really physical emotion so it's quite easy to maneuver you know I'm like ah we can make it something rather than I don't really know how I feel and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was looking at her and I, I do a lot of stuff. Um, it, I don't really know if it's intuition, but like in, instinctive, I guess, with what was she, she was saying. I said, oh, and I'm a bit cross about bloody, bloody, blah. And I was like, are you cross? Are, are you cross? And she was like, do you swear on this, yeah. by the way? Oh, okay. <laughs> she just turned to me and she went, I'm not cross. I'm fucking livid. <laughs> and she, she just like... All of this stuff, this bile came out of her mouth. Like she was, it was a torrent of, <laughs> of bile. And I was like, 
wow okay I I thought there was something else and yeah. she was like um I think she was 62 and she'd have been furious for I'm probably saying close to 60 years oh gosh and now I'm like fucking hell what are we gonna do now and I'm like well, I don't know what do you want to do and she was <laughs> like she was like I just I just don't I just don't want to feel like this mm. I'm like okay so we moved towards indifference you know not we cannot forgive 60 years forgiveness is not a thing as far as I'm concerned until you've moved to being indifferent yeah. so you can go oh all right yeah uh, you know like ex-husbands or whatever clients with ex-husbands they get to the point where they can see a text and go oh all right doesn't trigger uh, them I yeah. think being doesn't trigger them is the best thing yeah like I whenever you get go through anything I always think I can't wait to get to the indifferent stage because then I know yes. that I just don't give a shit anymore. Don't give a shit about it. Don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best place to be. Isn't in. it? It's, it's so empowering. Exes or whatever. It's like, yeah, don't give a shit. Yeah. Don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. And I think, you know, I've, I've got uh, somebody at the minute and she's dancing around me and she's been dancing around me for probably about six months. You know, do I, mm, I want to work with you? I don't really kind of in and out. And, and I know what she's cross about. I know she's absolutely livid about something. And I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I know that we can go from there to here. But you have to want to let go of it. Yeah. And you won't do until you're like, I've had enough. Yeah. You know, and particularly with, particularly with anger, people don't want to forgive or move because they think it means they get away with it. They don't want to let go, do they sometimes? Yeah. Be like, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it's just fascinating. I talk about yeah. it for hours. Well, people always say, like, I would speak to friends about things, and I'll say, you know, you need to get to the indifference age or not bothered. And they're like, well, then they've won. Then they've won. I'm like, no, 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 no. Then you've won. Then you've won. <laughs> yeah. You know, they say, like, um, you've not won. That saying, isn't it? Like, um, resentment is like a drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. yeah. You're the one hurting. Yeah. You're yeah. the one that's hurting. They're not hurting. They don't know you're angry or whatever. They're just whatever. Because they don't give a shit. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. moved on. You need to not give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Revenge or whatever. I mean, I hate the word revenge because it's not something that I would ever want to do. But it's it's really just getting on with your life. Yeah. And being happy. Yeah. That is what it's all about. But people get so caught up in being bitter or... They do. Mm. You know, and those, all those horrible negative emotions which just do not servers and you don't need to because you can do EFT yeah you can tap it out just tap it out just tap it out <laughs> to round it off then Louisa what um our listeners are female entrepreneurs like what advice would you have as a business owner uh, like what one gem or piece of advice would you like to kind of leave us with that um oh man well I think we kind of covered it but for me it's about enjoying it so making it fun. And I know that's probably a bit trite, but I do a lot of silly TikToks. <laughs> I love and TikToks. I amuse awesome. myself with them. Yeah. But also I find them a really, really um, creative way to get some of my messaging across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think somebody said something. Oh, no, it was. It was, it was another coach, maybe about 18 months ago. Said, the thing is, Lou, don't you think that sometimes your approach might be a little bit flippant and people might not want to talk to you if, they, if you're not going to take it seriously? And I was like... Oh man, well then they don't want to talk to me. Yeah, they're not I'm my the client. Wrong person. They're not, they're not yeah. my client. They're not for me. Yeah. If they if they people I take my work very seriously, but not myself. Yeah. And 
that's a Marie Forleo quote that I was like, oh, that encapsulates it. I get to do the really, really important work and also have a shitload of fun. So my clients laugh, you know, we laugh, even though they're talking about huge, huge, huge sorrow or anger, they can still laugh. And I think that's, it's so important to me. And I know that I'm not enjoying myself if I'm not bringing that to it. So if I'm feeling like I'm having a shitty day, I will do a TikTok just to make, just to bring it back. Because, you know, I didn't quit my job to hate my job. No, so important. You've got to have, like, literally got to have fun and enjoy everything if you're not happy what is the point you might as well have a job and be miserable in that yeah Yeah. might as well have a job that you hate like there's no point so we'll put everything in the show notes but where can people find you where's the best place to find you we'll put the links in the show notes as well but where do you hang out the most um mostly on instagram um my profile is very confusing it's just louisa hussey um, oh, wow. I, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> um, mine's so, Bay, so and Charles. mine's Charlotte Balbier. <laughs> well, there you go. Great. I'll be <laughs> um, But yeah, I do most of my stuff on there. I do have a website, but I am completely honest, it is out of date and I need okay, to bye. spend some time. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do most of my stuff on Instagram. I am on Facebook as well. If you are a Facey B girl, I do have a new group which I opened this week which is all about tapping into health. So we're helping people figure out why they are not the healthiest version of themselves and leading them the way forward. So there you go. Thank Amazing. you so much for joining oh, us. Fascinating. So, so interesting. <laughs> I've loved hearing more about this. Oh, so well, thank we you. are the Money Mavens. That wraps up this particular episode. If you've loved listening to this, please do head over to the reviews and leave us a five-star one. You can still win that thousand pounds. It's still up for grabs. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining the Money Mavens podcast today with myself, Josie May, and my fellow host, Charlotte Balbier. We're holding regular giveaways with luxury prizes for those that leave us a review. So if you've loved this episode, please go and give us five stars. We really appreciate your support. For more exciting content and inspiration in unlocking your up level, head over to our Instagram and follow the underscore money underscore mavens. The link is in our show notes. Congratulations. You are now officially a money maven. Welcome to the club. We can't wait to celebrate your success with you. See you on the next episode.